season. I keep talking about it once a month. So, you know, it's been stopping from very valuable. Feel like you believe American Insight. Hello, everyone. Here we are again, another Insight cast. And today we have a special guest again. He's already talked about financial intelligence with us. He's from Curacao, in the Caribbean. And uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna have this podcast in both Spanish and English. This surprise for you, one of a kind. And uh, so, Wolver, over. Long time no see you, right, man? I'm alright, man. How you doing? A lot of bus and hustle, but I'm doing great. That's good, that's good. Happy to be part again of your show. I'm, like I told you, whenever you need me, you can always call me and I will always be available. Oh man, thank you for your um, availability. That counts a lot. Alright, thank you very much. Um, so, uh, by the time you start, um, I, don't, I don't know if a lot of people know where Curacao is. Could you tell me a little bit about your country? Well, Curacao is a, a small island at the north part of Venezuela. Uh, we're in the neighbor of Aruba. Everybody knows most of the time where Aruba is, but we're in the neighbor island. We're the bigger one of the three of the ABC islands. We have a population of around 200,000 people. Our economy is based on uh, tourism and um, financial services and uh, we also have a, a, a big uh, oil uh, company based here on Curacao and uh, we have a very Caribbean Latin American culture because we are well just part of the north of Venezuela so we have a lot of influence in that and next to that we are part of the uh, Dutch Kingdom so officially everybody here as a Dutch passport. And most people, when they finish their secondary school, will go to Holland to get a, get a higher education degree. Um, next to that, we also have uh, our own carnival. It's a very big one too, not compared to, compared to Brazil, very small, but it still has one. And we have also a very uh, well-known, uh, uh, North Sea uh, Festival, where you know, a lot of international artists will come every year and give a big show. And every year it's only getting bigger and bigger. Last year we had 50,000 people around the world here on the for that festival. That's a bit very short about Curacao. Great, like, uh, yeah, Carnival, everybody go crazy here in Brazil. Um, is yes. It's a pretty wild festival, you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's crazy, uh, but it's part of our culture. We love it. We, there are people who here that enjoys carnival more than they enjoy Christmas. Christmas is here a big deal compared to carnival. Uh, is carnival the biggest part nowadays in Christmas? And uh, what is it like to be living in Curacao? What can you do? Um, you live in a paradise. What could you tell to our listeners? Well, um, 
I'm living, we're living on an island. It has its good and its bad parts. The good parts, my office, as if I was living in any other country, they will be rating my office view as a $1 million office view. My, I have a sea view and I have a, and also the harbor, it's part of the World Heritage Park. We have a, a very beautiful harbor view. Um, because we live here and we are, we have so many different cultures mixing up, we can find all kinds of food, all kinds of music on our island. Um, next to that, the typical relaxing way of living on an island, we will have differently here. We do, we do, we even do business on a, on the on that relaxing way of, of doing business. And um, you will even, well, even in school, you will do it like that. Um, average person here can speak at least four languages. Um, there are people who can speak more. Uh, I can speak five. I can speak uh, Dutch, that's the local language here. Uh, English, Spanish, a bit of French. And I used to, when I was younger, be able to speak Portuguese, but there's not much left of it. It's very important in your, in your uh, portfolio, right? Excuse me? I said it's missing some Portuguese in your portfolio. Yeah, um, I have it still a bit. When I can, when, when a, a Portuguese people speak, if I take my time, I can actually understand them. Because in Papiamento, you have a lot of Portuguese influence. Curacao is a, is a, a true um, symbol of, in the Korean of where the big countries of around the world came together and left a bit of their culture. We have a lot of Dutch influence, we have American, we have uh, Spanish, Portuguese, French. All those cultures, you, when you're here on the island, you will see them back. You will see them back in our architecture, way of making buildings, in our food, in our way of dressing, even in our carnival you will not see only an our, you will not only see the Brazilian influence, but you will see also um, influence of the way of doing carnival in, in Italy. You will see influence of the way of carnival of Trinidad and Tobago. And so we can keep on going because and even in our music, our music, is, its name is Ritmo Combina, it means the combination of music. And we mix there, Ritmo Combina, Ritmo Combina, it means mix of, mix of music. And why do you call it that? Because you have merengue, you have salsa, you have uh, kizomba, you have um, Brazilian music, you have also, uh, R&B, all that together in one rhythm. So when you're dancing, or that music, you'll be dancing on different speeds. You will start fast, and go slow, have maybe a, a little cha-cha-cha in it, and you can even go on kizomba and tango on it. So for that reason, I consider Kirizana, maybe not the word paradise, because that's, that's, that's not a great way to reflect it, but Curacao is a, like a great way to see 
all the different cultures of the world together. And it has us blessing that we, we are on the island, we don't know discrimination because our culture is based on cultures that are coming together. We have a very open border and we have a lot of people right now from Venezuela that are running away from the bad economy that, that they have there. And we, we receive them always with open hands. And so we had throughout the centuries, a lot of countries around the world coming here because they had a very big uh, financial would you say that uh, Curaçao is some sort of melting pot? Uh, yes, we are a hub. We, the, the whole trust financial services has been created, or has been invented on Curaçao. And from here it went around the world. And uh, we, a lot of uh, ships will come from the Panama Canal and they will come to Curaçao. And from here, it will be distributed around the Caribbean island. Yeah, makes sense. And you told me that you speak also Spanish, so how percent of the Spanish in the semana, in the days? How does it work? Look, I speak Spanish daily because I have many clients who are from Venezuela or who are Colombians. Well, daily, I speak for at least one hour every day. Español. Y te, aquí hay un shopping mall grande de la, de la línea Sambil, que ellos tienen shopping malls alrededor de Latinoamérica y también en Caribe. Y lo, la mayoría de los dueños de, de los lugares son venezolanos. Pues tienes que poder hablar en español para poder, para poder comunicar con ellos. Y es parte de nuestra cultura que una persona no ha papiamento que vas a hablar su, su lenguaje. No tenemos aquí la, 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 el pensamiento que la, la persona tiene que aprender nuestro lenguaje, porque es, no es una manera para darles un bienvenida. Que la persona aún no lo puede hablar, le damos la, la, el, el gesto que vamos a hablar su lenguaje. Pero una cosa sí, después de tiempo sí, la persona va a aprender el papimento, porque el papimento es muy fácil, porque es diferente el lenguaje, el, 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 el significación de papimento es hablar, y, por, y significa hablar porque son diferentes países que, que, ponieron, que tenían influencia para hablar el, la, la, el lenguaje de, de papimento. Pues, una persona que habla español va a aprender muy rápido, una persona que habla portugués también. Una persona que habla inglés va a tomar un poquito más tiempo porque el acento de papimiento es muy latino. Sí, sí. Y la, yo creo que también es muy más fácil hacer negocio, negociar en la lengua de la persona, en la lengua que él aprendió desde pequeña, desde niña, ¿sí? Sí, claro. Cuando estaba en Wallai, la lengua oficial era inglés. Oh, había, uh, había también personas que, que no, ya para hacer negocios era más fácil para hablar uh, español con ellos, pues les, uh, para hacerlo, para hacer un, un acuerdo de negocio en ese momento, hablo español. Para mí es muy importante que la persona que estoy haciendo negocios se siente confortable. Y una cosa que le vas a ir, que va a ayudar a esa persona para sentirse más 
agradable es hablar en su lenguaje. Y eso es el español en muchos casos. Ah, sí, lo comprendo. Um, me gustaría saber una cosa. Uh, hay una costumbre de las personas de Corazal, uh, porque me dijiste que hablas muchas lenguas desde pequeño, has aprendido todo. Y las personas de general de Corazal, ¿ellas tienen ganas de aprender otra lengua? ¿O solamente la, la lengua que ellos nacieron, no sé, es inglés, sí? Um, ¿Sabes? Es, es, es algo natural para nosotros. Recuerdo, por ejemplo, yo salí de una casa que mi abuela era, era dominicana. Pues, pero ella siempre habló inglés conmigo. Pero uh, siempre nos íbamos para San Domingo y Venezuela con vacaciones. Pues teníamos que poder hablar español. En la escuela te, te aprenden holandés. Y, um, y yo, tenía, yo tenía un bien vecino que era portugués. Y hoy en día tenemos una cultura muy grande de, 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 de personas de, de China. Como consecuencia, los jóvenes hoy en día están aprendiendo mandarín. Sí, y pues es algo de nuestra cultura que naturalmente todo el mundo habla aquí más que cuatro lenguajes. Todo el mundo habla cuatro lenguajes porque cuando vas a la escuela también te, te aprende a escribir y leer español e inglés. Y claro, el departamento es hoy en día el, el lengua oficial y el holandés, si quieres ir a estudiar afuera de tu corazón, no se va a seguir a Holanda. Yo fui a Holanda y, a, y era una experiencia tremenda porque yo hablaba los, el holandés y lo podía escribir muy fácil, pues podía acabar ahí mi, mi, terminar mi título universitario porque tenía bendición podía hablar el holandés muy, muy bien y leerlo también. Bueno, porque, por ejemplo, aquí en Brasil, uh, solamente 3% de la población de Brasil habla inglés. Todas las otras personas hablan portugués. Nosotros tenemos 200 millones de personas aquí. Entonces, yo creo que es una lástima muy grande aquí. Uh, ¿Tú, tú, tú tienes la misma opinión que yo? Sí, mira, más lenguas hablas mejores como comerciante seguro es mejor para ti es un es un bendición poder hablar más que un lenguaje um, cuando estuve en los, cuando estuvimos en los Estados Unidos era la primera vez que yo experimenté un país que la gente la mayoría de la gente solamente podía hablar el inglés y nada más cuando estuve en, en Holanda en Holanda también tienen esa cultura que Ahí la gente habla más con un lenguaje, ahí todo el mundo habla inglés o holandés y también alemán. Y pues son los vecinos y, y, es, y es importante poder siempre comunicar con, con, con gente. Pues yo siempre digo a la gente que cuando vengan, cuando vengan aquí, trate de aprender el pavimento, porque el pavimento también tiene como bendición que si puedes hablar el pavimento va a ser muy fácil aprender otros lenguajes porque es un mixto diferente de lenguas y es muy fácil aprender el acento de, ese país, de, de un lenguaje nuevo si hablas el pavimento por ejemplo uh, yo, yo siempre tuve ganas de aprender las lenguas extranjeras entonces yo empecé con portugués 
uh, por supuesto, y después fui al inglés, español, francés, alemán e italiano. Pero alemán e italiano son muy rotos porque no hay nadie para hablar de alemán e italiano, entonces yo diría muchas cosas. Pero por ejemplo, el, uh, el francés yo volví ahora a estudiar, el español también estoy siempre hablando con las personas de Wildlife, porque de Latinoamérica muchas personas hablan. Y yo, yo veo la diferencia que es cuando tú haces negocio con la en la lengua de si, si tú hablas con un argentino en español, con un estadounidense en inglés, es muy diferente el impacto que eso, que eso, que eso ocurre. ¿sí? Eso, sí, es enorme. Eh, eh, una vez leí un artículo sobre el, el manera de hacer negocio de los holandeses a través de, en el, en el año 18, era el, el año de oro de, lo, de, de los holandeses y ellos eran uno de los pocos que lograron cerrar un acuerdo con, con Japón y también con Hong Kong y el motivo que ellos lo lograron era porque ellos aprendieron siempre los lenguajes de los, de los lugares que ellos hacían negocio eso tenía como, uh, como, como consecuencia de que la gente que ellos hacían negocio con ellos se sentían mucho más agradables y podían identificarse más, más fácil y así cerrar acuerdos mucho más mejor que si vienes ahí hablando un lenguaje que no es de ellos y necesitas una persona tercera para transcribir todo. Pues yo siempre digo uh, a los jóvenes que quieren comenzar un negocio que además es aprender a hacer negocio Aprende a hablar, a hablar también en la manera de la, de, de, de la gente que quiere hacer negocio. Si un venezolano habla totalmente de otra manera que un colombiano. Un, un, un venezolano tiene una manera más, más juguetón para hacer negocios y un colombiano es más, más directo, más estricto. El, el argentino es una persona que es muy orgulloso pues cuando estás haciendo negocio con ellos tienes que ver muy bien que no se sienta ofendido un venezolano puede hacer un chance puede hacer un chance y ellos te van a no, no, a ellos no le importa para ellos en el momento que puedes uh, se sienten confortable contigo te, te toman como hermano muy, muy fácil y como consecuencia, más juego, más juguetón puede ser con ellos, más, más beneficioso va a ser el negocio que vas a hacer con esa gente. Sí, y el día. Perdona, perdón, perdón, pero nosotros brasileños, nosotros tenemos una rivalidad muy grande con los argentinos y nosotros los llamamos hermanos, ¿sí? Sí, correcto. Y, y así, así, mucho más ejemplos. Un, se puede imaginar que un argentino y un brasilero no siempre pueden a, a, a comunicar muy bien con, con, con el uno y con el otro porque ahí siempre hay concurrencia entre ustedes dos. Y en el Caribe también hay muchos mucho ejemplos así. Yo sé, por ejemplo, yo soy parte de lo, la organización Kibanis, es una organización de, donde hacemos uh, trabajos voluntarios para la comunidad y um, Trinidad y Tobago ahí tiene su um, 
tiene que uh, unirse con un, un distrito y ellos podían um, escoger entre el de Curazao o el de Barberos. Ellos no querían ir con Barberos porque ellos tienen un, como un semi, no enemistad, pero un, no pueden encontrarse siempre, sobre todo pues prefieren venir al, al de Curazao. Y eh, así hay más países en el mundo que tienen ese, esa cosa. No tienen guerra, pero siempre hay como un un orgullo para decirlo y cuando haces negocio tienes que saber esas cosas porque no puedo venir como curazoleño a, a hacer un, un, un chance como argentino um, y diciendo que mira en, en Brasil puedo encontrar eso más mejor porque entonces en ese momento el negocio el, el día se acabó <risa> Um, if somebody want to go to Curacao, what can they find? Like, oh, I can't miss that. I gotta visit, I gotta see, I gotta eat. What is the most striking feature of Curacao? Of it? Um, our Handelskar. Handelskar is the, um, let me see, when, you, when a ship enters Curacao, there's a, there's a uh, building, or a couple of buildings that have, they are very colorful. And they are they are made in the same architectural way as the as Amsterdam buildings, but they have a very Caribbean color. These buildings are very old. They're from 16 between 16 and 1700. They were they were built, and everybody that comes to Curacao will take a picture of that and our our swinging lake. We have a bridge that's uh, also it was made in 1800. And it's it, it's a bridge that will swing open. It had it, the, the bridge has been built out of, um, if I'm not wrong, 18 different boats. So it's floating, and when a ship comes in, it will open with a with a motor. And when the when the ship goes out, it will close back. So people can walk over that bridge. Um, that's those are the two buildings or detector part that people will always take pictures of. Drink, uh, we have Curacao Blue, it's a blue liquor that, where the, we have like a patent on it. No other place on earth will make a liquor of that specific blue color. And um, food, well, we have a very diverse way of eating. We love to We love to stew everything. We love to stew meat. We will stew okra. We will stew. Um, you cannot everything. We will stew, and that's typical of Curacao. And I think the most eaten food here will be okra soup. It's a very, it's a very tough, uh, strong food. With, with uh, and you always eat it with funchi. Funchi is like, uh, I can, well, the best way to explain it is like a, a cake made of uh, a yellow, um, a yellow, yeah. <laughs> But because uh, it's very curious about trying it, you know what I'm saying? You know what? Look, one thing, when you come to Curacao, before you go, 
We probably come to our diet because you will eat here a lot. <laughs> That's That's great. Yeah, we eat 24 hours because. Jeez, well, that's after, dangerous. Yes, because you will wake up and have breakfast. Our breakfast is most of the times eggs and etc. Then around we will have a tough lunch, and then we will have dinner. Our dinner is most of the times around six. After six, all um, let's see around nine o'clock all restaurants will close and then from nine till six in the morning you will have uh, food trucks that are, will be stationed around the island and they'll I, I can't i can't eat all of that i'm gonna put on like 100 pounds <laughs> well that one is very hot here we, we sweat it all out we, we close that so yeah when you go to a party here after the party it's always you will always go to one of the trucks and you will have a grilled food with fries or you will have, have it with um, with bread. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter what time you will get some food. And if the part is over around six o'clock, doesn't matter because we also have a Denny's that has won for the last five years the best selling Denny's because we eat 24 hours. So the Denny's is hours we are able to win for the last five years the world championship of that with the most sales because we eat all the time man like uh, i'm really considering when i go to curacao to you know subscribe to a gym as soon as possible you know don't do that because you will you will you will subscribe to the gym and you will not have time because the one the thing of curacao is there's something to do. There's every day there's happy hours. Every day there's live music. It's not like the, the if you ask me what's the most boring day of the week, I will tell you Saturday. Because we will turn it from Monday to Friday. And Saturday we will like take it for a day off and then Sunday we will start again with happy hours and parties and every, everything. Alright. So after now I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm considering uh is here. Yeah, I was thinking, I think I was hearing Tanya laughing. Yes, I was laughing because it sounds so much. Just a second, just a second. Alright. Alright. I thought it was like the cousin or friend or wife or cousin that was... Alright, that's good. So, hey Tanya, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I was listening to the conversation for a while, and um, I, I, I found it, I've, I, I thought about the similarities here in the Bahamas when he talked about the okra soup. Okra soup is something you would find here as well. And we, uh, I'm more of the foodie, so I prefer someone else make it and I just eat it. <laughs> yeah, I think like you guys for the Caribbean have a lot of food, and uh, for example, here in Brazil we have. Uh, Something called feijão tortupeiro, babo de camarão. Uh, all, all of these you have to try them, like pão de queijo. Write this down because you gotta try it. This is marvelous and I'm crazy about food, so I think I'm gonna put on a, a lot of pounds when I go to Caribbean. <laughs> you will. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are shocked when they, I don't know if you've experienced the same thing, Alvin, but when a lot of persons come to the Bahamas and they see our portion sizes, they're usually shocked. Yes, because it's big. We eat it's a lot. 
And even as I um, listened to your conversation earlier, when you talked about um, the different languages and you even mentioned the Papamento, I thought it was really, we, we as a region, the Latin American and the Caribbean region, we have to put more focus on languages. What I've noticed is that even um, even to, to, in certain areas in the Western Hemisphere, we feel as if, you know, we know the importance of languages, but many of us don't embrace it in the ways that we should. And so I'd love to hear it when persons are, are, are vibrant and they're excited about using their languages in so many countries. The world is a global village now. So we all have to embrace the languages. So I applaud you both for that. That's great. Like, um, uh, I'm all about languages, as we're saying here, and you deal with languages. So uh, I think we are on the same page for everything we're discussing here. Right? And, uh, mm -hmm. like, we Brazilians, we take it languages for granted, as we're saying, like, just a small portion of Brazilians, like, actually 3% are fluent in English. And not to mention that nobody else speaks other languages, you know. So, if you consider that people who are trilingual or polyglots, something like uh, less than they're, they're, they're a rare commodity. Even here, there are Brazilian banks. There, there's there, the offices are very small, and um, but some Bahamians won't have the opportunity to work in those offices because they don't have Portuguese. And so this is something that um, Diago and I have been talking about and we actually reinitiated re the conversation about offering Portuguese here in the Bahamas for persons um, who may be interested in tapping into the Brazilian market. And also the possibility of persons who want to learn English to come to the Bahamas and learn English. Or we can all go to, down to Curacao with um, Alvin and learn a few of the languages that they have down there as well. Yep. Guys are more than welcome. <laughs> That's great. So Tanya, uh, what about the Bahamas? Um, what is it like to be living there? Is it great, cool? What, what would you say about it? About the Bahamas? Well, first of all, many persons don't know that the Bahamas has 700 islands and a thousand keys. And in these keys, as a matter of fact, you have persons, actors like Johnny Depp who owns an island, Nicolas Cage, many celebrities own islands here in the Bahamas. And uh, and then and Alvin soon he'll soon get an island here too. He'll be another celebrity. <laughs> um we have people here from all walks of life. It's very vibrant, very colorful, just like Carousel and the rest of the region. We love food so when you come, you have to expect to have a big lunch, big big breakfast, big lunch, big dinner. We love our seafood. <laughs> and um, it's it's you, one of the things that I love about my country is the ability to travel from island to island. Some parts of the country, well, many, many of the islands here, they have what are called um, ocean holes or blue holes. National Geographic, they love to come down and, and explore the the holes that lead to the tongue of the ocean and you the, some of them go anywhere from 600 feet deep to about a thousand i think I, I don't remember so i don't want to give i shouldn't give any numbers but it's it's something for everyone to do whether you just want to relax all day or if you want to go exploring and see the swimming pigs 
there's so many things to do in the country. Yeah, swimming pigs. I'll send you a picture later on. And um, it's, I don't, I don't I, I, as a matter of fact, yesterday we just celebrated our 44th independence, uh, our 44th, uh, 44th year of independence. And um, it's, it's just a gorgeous place. Like, I'm sorry. There's nothing else I can say. You would have to ask me questions. I'll just keep telling you it's just a wonderful experience. Okay. Uh, actually, I like that uh, the swimming pigs. I feel like you know, it's a bit so lovely. Uh, whatever. Uh, and what do you think is the most striking features of the Bahamas then? It's gotta be Tanya. Can you? Can, I didn't hear it. What's the most? The what picture? Because it's, it's a little low. The most striking feature of the Bahamas. The most Tanya. striking picture? That's Tanya. Very easy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um. Man, I don't know how to answer that. Um, I think for many persons, something that stands out to them are the beauty of the waters. Um, especially with the water, if you have the swimming pigs in it, that just designates with so many people. Jankunu, Jankunu is our fest, it's a festival, a heritage festival that existed from the slave time, the slave slavery era. And it's such a creative medium. It's similar to Carnival. The only difference is that we don't have what they call that. So what happens is that the live, the, the, the groups, and they use the live instruments. It would be then you would feel the, 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 the pulsation of the goatskin drums as the drummers beat loudly and vibrantly on them. You would see the colors of the costumes. And the majority of the costumes are made from feathers, Paint and cardboard, and it's amazing the, the costumes, the sizes of the costumes, and and it's just a beautiful expression. swimming pages, you know, like they're so lovely, my um, free the ocean. How is it like? So what happened is that, and the, do you remember? Y2K, do you remember when everyone said the world was going to come to an end in 2000 and um, everyone said all the computers were going to crash? So what happened is that these farmers, in order to feed themselves, they took a few pigs on one of the islands so they can breed, so the pigs can breed. And what they, so every day they would go to the island and feed the pigs. And one day, the, the, as they went to go, to, as they um, traveled to the island, to the pigs by boat. The boat just came out and swam to the farmers. And they've been swimming ever since. <laughs> That's very funny, like, very funny story. And the ironic thing about it is if you go to touch the pig or to, feed, to go near the pig, he's not going to check for you unless you have food in, his, in your hand. <laughs> That's funny. I'm really looking forward to meeting them. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a blast. So when Alvin comes, you're gonna tell him to send the send the plane down by you, and then you all come up, right, Alvin? No problem. <laughs> I'm supposed to come to Bahamas very soon because yes. I have, I have an appointment with somebody who lives there. Mm-hmm. But she's all the time busy. But oh my gosh, I wonder who that person is. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Based on 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 walleye, we have. Uh, I was blessed with having a 
a, a, a new friend that I can consider like a sister, and that's Tanya. And I. <laughs> but if if there's someone if there is someone that I can say that you know doesn't matter where in the world I will go, I always know that I have a home somewhere. It's just Tanya, and uh, Tanya has actually shown me also another side of the Caribbean culture of us, and. Um, I have told her several times I'm coming to Bahamas because I will not be going for to see the swimming pigs because I never heard about the swimming pigs till when she told me. Okay, so you're going. We have to take you there when you come. <laughs> it will be more about, about experiencing the culture of the Bahamas because there are certain things you cannot take pictures of, and the culture of somewhere mm-hmm. uh, is very difficult to take a picture of, but. Yeah. When I spent time with Tanya, I experienced what the culture of Bahamas was and I liked it. And there's something that if someone tells me what's going to be the picture that I will be making most, it will be of the people there. And because the culture of the, bah- of the Bahamas is very, very warm and very, very brotherly like, if I can say it. Are you, are you trying to cuss me to shed a tear? <laughs> I already did that several times, if I, cannot, if I recall. Yeah, but and and even adding to what um what Alvin said about the wildlife experience, it it was definitely a life changing experience and the the networks that you were formed. Even even this simple concept here, this network that we have here, it's a powerful one. Um, early this year, early this year, March it was right, Alvin. Yes. In March, I launched a project. I received a grant from the wildlife to host a project and um what i did i called it project uh, project social we focused on social entrepreneurship and foreign language innovation and alfred was is enough to be one of the speakers he spoke we went to we actually went into three Bahamian islands cat island eleuthera and grand bahama and Alvin, Alvin did an outstanding job. He spoke with the students down in Grand Bahama, and he was so warm and welcoming. Not only that, he opened the doorway for someone, some Bahamian student to start a business and have their product sold in Curacao. And when he did that for me, that was such, um, I think his point is, I, I always knew he was like a thousand percent. He was always a thousand percent in my book. But when he did that and he provided the opportunity for someone he doesn't even know, with that vision and the the, 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 the the tenacity of it all, when he did that, it was amazing to me. He went from a thousand to like a three thousand percent in my book. And I was so honored and so grateful for him to do that that I, I don't take anything or anyone lightly from the wildlife experience. Oh, girl, I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, honey. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Tanya, uh, I know I haven't Thanks. introduced yourself in the beginning, uh, but could you introduce yourself first, please? Okay. Oh, yes, we did forget that part, did we? So my name is Tanya McCall. I am from the beautiful islands of the Bahamas, particularly I'm from, my island is Nassau. Well, my island is New Providence. Everybody knows it as Nassau. Here, I I wear a myriad of hats. 
which includes CEO of Global Conversations Development Center, where we specialize in um, foreign language innovation and also social media marketing. Um, what else do I need? I'm, I'm very active. <laughs> I'm very passionate about education, about development, and also about improving socioeconomic status of individuals. So, um, Tanya, uh, I overheard that mm-hmm. you are the queen of the Bahamas, right, Irvin? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I told her I think yesterday that um, the next time they have, um, of next time, very soon, the international, the national day of communication at uh, Bahamas will be called Tanya Day because everybody. <laughs> You know what thing I love the most about uh, the whole wildlife experience? We're now seven months, eight months later, and we still talk to each other. Yeah. So what's every, up? That's about every day. We still every, talk to about every day. Every day. We have the, me and Tanya and uh, another fellow, um, Eleanor Joseph from St. Lucia, we communicate every day with each other. Every day. And uh, the wildlife group, WhatsApp. On itself, also, but um, three di- three different in- individuals who met in in Texas. When you see us, each one of us separated, you would never think that we would have such a great friendship together because yeah. all three of us is very different. But we are. Time be dancing in the middle of Portland, in the middle of any store. Any <laughs> People start dancing. Um, our last night together in uh, Portland, we ended up traveling from our hotel room at 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock. To, uh, a Walmart that will be closing at 12, so we can save Tanya um, by buying a very, very, very big luggage because she bought everything that was able to get in Portland. Thanks for putting on my business. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> That's a story I tell all the time to my friends. To my, to and my and, and even, even adding to that, there were only Portland, they're not, they don't support um, all of Walmart's way initiative. And so there were only two Walmarts in Portland. So we drove for a very long time in a part of Portland we've never seen before. Just this Walmart. That's true. <laughs> and all that just for well, a friendship that was built in a couple of weeks that we we all know that was gonna last for a lifetime. Yeah. Like like everybody's connected, you know. Like uh, I talk yeah. to somebody for a while, like every single day. We have like two hundred wow. people, and I always talk to somebody for a while, like every day. This is awesome. I love this network. And I don't feel alone anymore, you know, because when you are an entrepreneur, uh, you always feel alone because it's a lonely walk and you can share your struggles and everything there is for with a lot of people who have intimacy and uh, with you, you feel like uh, accomplished with all of us, right? Um, That's awesome. Um, So, to top it off, we always have a moment, I don't know if you often, do you remember the Jabba moment? Uh, last time I wasn't there in the final because I had other meetings. So 
Tell me about it. Oh yes, I don't know the Jabá moment. The Jabá moment is what? Jabá is a like a colloquial, informal Portuguese word for sell yourself as a company. So uh, when it's a Jabá moment, is like we give special offers, you know, um, reckless discounts, offers, sales, whatever you want to do to our for our listeners. So it's your yeah. time. It's time. Jabá moment. Irvin, show me what you got, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing. Um, well, uh, like you guys know, I'm Ulrin. I'm the owner of Severus and several other companies. But um, I want to invite you guys all that wants to start an international company um, to contact me. I will help you guys have a excellent financial structure, a very good um, tax structure, but most of all, I will teach you how to be an entrepreneur. That's my specialty. I teach young entrepreneurs how to become an entrepreneur, and especially for my people in Brazil. If you guys come here, you will fall in love again with our eyes, and I will help you to, that Curacao will become your second place of, to live. I will never, it will, we will never be able to replace a beautiful Brazil, but we will be a, a very nice side chick. And, and as last, well, um, for, for if they come to live here, I can promise them that, uh, because I'm buying right now uh, a funeral home, that if they come right now to Curacao, if they die here, they will have a, a, free, a free funeral. <laughs> Yes, I love it. <laughs> What about you, Teddy? It's, it's your Jabba moment. Oh, this feels like a lot of pressure. Oh, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready. Okay. Tell me where to go. Go! Alright, so my name is Tanya McFall owner of Global Conversations Development Center here in Nassau, Bahamas. Um, my pitch to you this evening is if you want to enhance your learning experience, your, social mar your, your marketing experience, or if you just want to get immersed into the culture of the Bahamas, why not come to the Bahamas and learn to improve your English and to have an experience like no other? If and only if you contact Tiago today, right now, we will give you a discounted rate of your hotel if you take an immersion course for one month here in the Bahamas. And not only that, you'll meet myself and you'll get to meet the great Alvarez Brock. Call, call him, go in. And once, go in twice. So I'm calling, calling. That's it. <laughs> Was that good enough? <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you very much. I forgot. I think everybody will enjoy that. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Really awesome. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I would like to thank you for this opportunity. It was awesome to have you both in here. You know, um, and uh, appreciate it. I wish you the best. All the success for you both. And uh, I'm sure... And we wish the same for you. Same for you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And feel, they can feel free to cont um, contact me via Facebook. My name is Tanya Kelly on Facebook. All right. So, um, thank you very much, everybody who's downloaded this podcast, the Insightcast. And uh, I wish you the best. 
I wish you get in touch with us. There's also our Jabba moment here for American Insight. It's our Insight Online. And uh, you can find the best deal ever here. Ever. <laughs> ever. Nobody, nobody can take that deal down, you know what I'm saying? Because no one can do it like American Insight can. Down competition, so. That's a new That's one. A preview from nobody else Very has this. talking about it once a month so you know it's inside very valuable feel like you believe american insight